Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Well, thank you for taking time from, you know, being the rock and uh, speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still can't believe still people still remember me doing those kind of things. So it's all so it's pretty good that you know people are um, still remind remind me about that or you know remember me as that. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they also remember you as the beer guy who has done some incredible, incredible um, collaborations with Stouts and Cahaba uh, Valley um, Beer Company, all these type of things. So. Tell me how you guys started uh, doing beer collaborations since you don't have your own brewery. Yeah, so pretty much the way that it starts out for me was the fact that I started, it was literally just kind of, so kind of started off with how I got into getting to beer and whatnot. It just got more just started as a hobby than anything else. And then once I really got into it and really started thinking of it, trying to be more of an actual business, or just trying to make it into a career, something that I want to be able to do as a job. And when I was like, okay, cool. So that's when this started and going into the whole collaborations is literally just sitting down there one day. I was like, I want to be able to have my own beer. It's like, you know, have something that I've actually, you know, started from beginning to end and just said that I've been able just to, you know, put out there for people to try, you know, good or bad. So I reached out to um, good people and which is a local brewery here and reached out to them i was like hey would y'all be interested in doing collaboration told them what i was doing everything like that and then from there it just went on to be to a point to where they was like yeah let's do this and we did our first collaboration which is the fudge brownie stout and from there it just blew up to where people was like when are you doing the next one and i'm just kind of like okay this is you know got some traction right now so let's see how and we did the second one then the third one now we're going on the fourth one pretty soon and whatnot so just like literally and it's more it's a lot of fun on my end but then there's also still that message to let people know like hey there's somebody that looks like this that can be able to brew stuff because you don't get to see a lot of us do that kind of stuff as it is anyway. So it's um it's kind of cool to just be able to have that moment, be able to make that happen and whatnot. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so you still have a day job, to my understanding, at Hop City. Is that right? That is correct. I very much am the social media manager here, but then also the assistant assistant keg manager here as well. So, been here for the, like the last a little over three years now. Okay. So yeah, so I've been I've been enjoying it. Like pretty much like my favorite job that I've had so far. Yeah. So how has being in that job allowed you to learn more about like different types of breweries, different types of beers, different types of ways to make a beer and add flavors to beer and giving you ideas and inspiration for the beers and collaboration that you've done so far? Well, that's a good thing about it because the way that Hop City is, it's pretty much like a Willy Wonka of beer and whatnot. So literally we have we have so many different beers from all across the state, all across the country, all across the world to where literally you can come in and get a six pack, you can get a 12 pack, but then if you just want to get like a single bottle or can, you can be able to just do that. And not only that, we have 66 beers on draft. So there's so much beer that we're able to try out. Like literally the world is our oyster at this point because like a new brew would come in like, you know, whenever they decide to come in and we get to try their stuff or somebody local might come out with a brand new beer. And those kind of things, it just makes it to where you get to enjoy so many different kind of things. And you get to learn not only just the styles that you love, but then you might not, but then you learn about something that you might not have heard about, like a grisette. Not a lot of people heard those, but when you see it, it's kind of like, I want to be able to try that out. And then you get to try it and you're like, oh, it's kind of like a Saison or it's like, but just a little bit lighter and a little bit easier drinking and whatnot. So just, there's so many different things that's out there that I think, it just makes it fun to be able to work here. And um, it's never a dull day. It's never just, you know, oh, I'm just going to come in and just work. There's always like a new beer that we're going to be trying out or enjoying and whatnot. And it's just, it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a fun job. It's a hardworking job. But, you know, I love it. Yeah. Um. So what do you think that beer black man, and I'm sure you've heard of beer black chick, so there's like uh, <laughs> a lot of diversity being added to the beer culture, to the beer scene, to the beer industry in the South and all over the U.S. So how do you feel like you fit into that culture? What have you learned about black brewers, black breweries, black beer, black beer lovers? Like what have you learned since being in this space and being more out and more open doing these collaborations? For me, it's just being able to see like how, like there's just the fact that letting people know that, hey, there are people out there and there are people that, you know, that are representing really, really hard and doing an amazing job. The fact of the matter is they don't have that voice. They don't have that outlet to be able to do that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, you know, especially like when you're a brewer, yeah, you don't get those kind of notoriety as it is anyway. But especially when you have people of color, that's the part of it, you know, black people particularly, um, it's kind of hard just because, you know, as um, Tia always talks about with um with crowns and hops talking about like there's only one percent of people that you know that own breweries that are you know people of color that are black so just think about like you know once you get into like being like a black male is like here but then when you're a black woman here and then just keeps on getting smaller and smaller and smaller so having those chances where I can be able to meet up with people like um, Black Beer Chick or Afro Beer Chick or um, Rude Black Girl or Uncop Everything, Pass the Hops, uh, Black Beer Travelers, everybody. There's so many different people that's out there. Tio and Benny with Crowns and Hops. I mean, there's so many people that 
are doing such an amazing job and putting their name out there, but then also passing that message along to let people know that it's not as one-sided as you think. There's a lot of people that are out there that knows what they're talking about and that want to be able to spread their message to everybody. And it's been building a lot more um, lately that I've seen it in a long time. I mean, even just here in Birmingham, I'm seeing a lot more people trying to do their own social media um, platform to try to do the, the exact same thing, trying to get their message out there. And when I, and that's the thing about it. We're not trying to tell anybody that this is only for one person. We're trying to let people know that this is for everybody. Anybody that wants to be a part of it, you can be a part of it. And I just think that it's never been, that chance has never been more talked about than now. So it's just those kind of things where it's going to, it's going to be, again, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be taking a little bit of time, but I would rather have that slow moment than just be kind of more of a, like a, and then all of a sudden it just fades away and then nothing really comes about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, all these people by their monikers. Obviously they have real names. Like your real name is Ralph. It's not like your name. <laughs> 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 you know? Um, but again, it's the power of social media, like regardless of whatever their real name is, because you keep seeing, you know, Afro beer chick, black beer chick, all these things, like this is what you associate with them. Um, so tell me about how the power of social media has worked in your favor once you started black beer man and started doing these collaborations. Cause there's people that obviously didn't know who you were before the collaborations, but now you're all they talk about. They can't wait for your next collaboration. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much, like, literally, <sighs> social media has always been something that I've always been a part of, as it is anyway. Like, pretty much when, you know, when the internet became a thing, I was always really a part of it. Then you have, you know, like, stuff like um, America Online Instant Messenger or Yahoo Messenger, all those kind of things, and I was a part of that, you know. So it's just, social media has always been a part of my life. And then once I became, you know, started to do everything with Beer Black Man, it was because it got to the point where I was just kind of like, I need to have that platform. And then Instagram was pretty much that way that I was already doing it beforehand when I was just doing it on my personal side. So I was just like, why not, you know, why not use Instagram? Make that a, because you can tell a story through a picture and then be able to tell and then elaborate in the captions a lot more into that. So, it just gets to make it to where social media has definitely helped me out and just putting more of it, and especially with Instagram having the stories. I can be able to showcase, instead of just having, you know, pictures or just having like a quick little video, I can be able to just showcase what I'm going through throughout that whole day in like little itty bitty segments and whatnot. And then you got Instagram Live that comes around and then you can be able to just have that moment and then be able to have interviews with the brewer that you're brewing with or be able to talk with one of the bartenders and whatnot or even just be able to try the beers out at the brewery and whatnot. So it's just one of those things where I get to engage with the people while I'm there, but then also if they want to be able to see what I was doing like two weeks ago when I went to say New Belgium over in Colorado, I could be able to have those moments and just the whole part of it, just being able to just bring more, more, more connection, I guess, in, in a sense and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the community that you've kind of grown around, not just like black beer, man, but just around beer itself. So the curiosity that people have, you can kind of react to that and engage with that 
and kind of see what they're liking in that season or in that moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Just because I I want to be able to put, you know, I want to be able to showcase the beer that's going on. I want to be able to let people know like all about these different kinds of beers. But I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be able to bring my own personal thing. So I might be, you know, doing the whole the rock stuff and one of my videos or in one of my pictures. I might, you know, wear my luchador mask in, in one of the pictures and whatnot. I want to be able to showcase, you know, music that I might be listening to or have that be a part. Um, my love for, you know, football, UAB football here in Birmingham and have that be a thing and whatnot. So I just don't want it to be just where it's all, you know, seriousness. I want to be able to still make it to where it's fun and, you know, interesting. So that way people are not just thinking that it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just drinking just a drink. I'm drinking this because there's always a story behind that drink as well. So a lot of the collaborations that you've made, so you drink a lot of different beer, obviously, but a lot of the collaborations that you've done with Cahaba, with uh, good people, they've been stout based, right? So tell me your affinity for stouts and how a lot of these drinks have come about and what has been your inspiration for these kind of, in my opinion, thicker beers, but, you know, somebody (laughs) might agree and disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so pretty much like the whole thing with um, the first one I did with um, Good People, that one was in our of my late great grandmother. And pretty much we always did brownies together. So when I decided to do my first beer, I was like, whenever I do that, no matter if it's a homebrew or a collaboration, it's going to be an honor for her. So when I did that, that's why it came out to be the Imperial Brownie Stout. And it was pretty much just the whole idea of having that same feel that you would get when you're eating a brownie, but then have that in a beer. So get those same kind of aromas, get those same kind of flavors and everything like that. And it turned out really, really good. It was an 8.5 ABV beer. And it that was the main thing I told, told the brewer. I wanted to be able to, where you can still have fun in a sense, but it's, you still get the flavor that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be there. I want the beer to shine. I don't want the alcohol to shine. And um, we came into where it was 8.5 and it, it worked out into that favor. And then from there, it just kind of went on where I went to do with Cahaba, with the um, horchata stout. I want to be able to do something that you don't see too often. And then a lot of people have probably heard about horchata, but then you know what's really in a horchata. So just kind of bringing those kind of things in and just be able to just to change people's ideas about certain beers and whatnot, because that horchata one was only four and a half percent. So that one wasn't even that bad. And it was still so much flavor, light, easier drinking. And a lot of people, you know, like what you were saying earlier, a lot of people think of the stouts or the porters being thicker, heavier, you know, and they can, they can be, but I wanted to showcase to where it can, they can let people know like, Hey, this is still just as easy drinking as like a filter that you can probably get. It will just have a little bit more flavor. But it's really, really good. So that's so everybody knows me for the stouts. But then when I did my third one with Birmingham District, the Sucker Punch, I wanted to have that idea. I was like, I want to go some somewhere different. I know everybody knows me for the darker beers. Let's go for a sour. Let's try to change it up. See what you know. See how I can do. Let's see if I can evolve and change. And that one was a um, tropical banana vice that had a whole bunch of different kind of fruits in it. My whole idea was I wanted to be able to have a drink that tasted like red Kool-Aid, but then also would be able to 
energize you. So kind of have like high, like um, electrolytes, like you would get in Gatorade or Powerade. And what we did with that is get that same feel. We use um, pink Himalayan sea salt. So that way, when you drink it, you would it would still be a lot of flavor. It would still be tasting like beer. But then if you were be able to drink it here on like a hot Birmingham day, it would it wouldn't feel like you're being bogged down. If anything, you're able to even move even faster than you were before. So it's just those kind of things. Like I want to be able again bring myself into the beer, bring you know my stories and whatnot. So that way there might be a story that somebody else will talk about or be able to bring about. And that's the whole thing about with beer. It's pretty much a connection. It's a way to connect people together. And you can be able to tell your stories, no matter if you're from, you know, like one of the richest parts of the town to where you're probably in the one of the hardest, you know, in the not so greatest town, part of town. But you can be able to still be able to connect in some way, shape or form and be able to talk about it. And that's what I love about it, because you can see so many different people from so many different creeds or genres or whatever you want to call it. And it just makes it so awesome to be able to have those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I'm like getting jealous of the sucker punch because I remember hearing about that. But Birmingham District Brewing came to Birmingham after I left. And okay. I love sour beer. So I'm so jealous right now that I didn't get to try that. Well, we're we're planning on doing another batch this year. So whenever right. that comes around, I'll let you know about that. So that way and then so that way you can come around and try it out because it was it was a really popular one and um, I I was very happy about it. I was really, really happy happy at what we did. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's coming back. So clearly, you know, I'm not the only one who loves a good sour beer in the summer. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, thank you so, so much for joining me today and talking to me about all things beer and how you've been able to navigate this business as like a solo beer lover who just kind of put his story out there and been vulnerable in his work. So thank you so, so much for that. I appreciate you. Really do appreciate the time. Yes. Everybody watching this. You know, when he leaves, he may, may or may not turn into the rock, but it's okay. It's okay. He's still. (laughs) You might be seeing seeing me on some of my TikToks here and there to be able to do that kind of stuff. So see those kind of things. And every so often you might see it on um, on my Instagram, you know, Beer Black Band and everything like that. So it's always always a good time no matter what. Like I said, I like to have fun. So that's the main thing about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again, Ralph.